Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. All right, we're going to be talking about some smart real estate technology tonight. We've got the CEO and co-founder of a company called Cleared. K-L-E-A-R-D, cleared, Jonathan Martis. Jonathan has been working on this product for just a short while of time, really. Um, I think less than three years, he's been working on the company and building it out and delivering smart technology to agents. And it's really simple. Uh, You know, the concept here is why can't buyers let themselves in and tour vacant homes? I mean, that's the big question we're trying to answer here. And yeah, there's a handful of reasons why. Well, there's some security reasons, there's access reasons, uh, maybe some misconceptions about the MLS rules. Uh, some maybe feeling like, hey, we don't want to cut the agent out of the business. We need the agent in the business. And we get into all those details in this interview. Jonathan breaks it down. Why Cleared and their product called Cleared Now is good for agents and for consumers shopping to buy new homes. Um, One of the other things we also get into is some of Jonathan's methodology behind how they operate as a company. You can hear the culture in it of being scrappy, resourceful, um, even some grit. And those are some of the stories are my favorites to highlight. Uh, We we talk about how he's building some pages himself still these days and even a platform they're building their website on and what it doesn't cost, which is a lot. So anyway, uh, great episode. Um, really timely for how uh, many businesses are reevaluating their costs or expenses. So uh, listen in. Well, hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nate. Happy to be on. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I am bummed because you've got the Zoom digital background of like a cool, swanky looking (laughs) office space. I've got the in real life uh, analog background of a blank whiteboard and our uh, feature wall of our living room behind me. So, um, but it's all good. Uh, but I can gonna... see that your bike is there. I can see that you're active and you know, like I don't have that. So maybe- Yeah, I that's, that's the speed machine for when I, <laughs> I have a whopping 0.9 of a mile, not even a mile commute to work when we go back to offices. Uh, and that one right there gets me to work in about six minutes. That's uh, awesome. And then the BMX over there, that's the for fun. I, jumping all the curb cuts, can't see out. But hey, let's get this show started right, not go down too many rabbit holes to begin. Uh, why don't you go ahead, let everyone know who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Jonathan Martis. I am the CEO and co-founder of Cleared. Um, and what Clear does is we provide uh, technology for the real estate industry. Uh, we launched in July 2018, um, and we focused on providing um, verification for showings in open houses for agents so that they can have a safer way of doing business, but also get vetted info that's, that's been verified so that they can follow up more effectively. Um, and a core of what we do is verification uh, steps and the way to verify someone. And um, we have MLS and association partnerships with our current cleared app and uh, many agents on the platform. But our new technology, Cleared Now, is what's really exciting, um, and it allows the ability to self-tour homes uh, for buyers when an agent gives them approval remotely. So we're keeping the agent involved in that process, 
and we have a, a lot of safety that we've built in and we've thought of many of the scenarios that people might have concerns about that really mm -hmm. make the technology appealing to uh, the real estate industry instead of just the consumers. Because most of the time this technology comes out of Silicon Valley and it just focuses on cutting out the agent. We're actually focused on making sure the agents are benefiting as well as the buyers and sellers. Okay, so ton in there. Uh, to be clear, so for people listening, it's cleared. That's K-L-E-A-R-D, cleared. Uh, let's start here. Jonathan, you and I met, I think first, uh, man, it wasn't two years ago, was it? I don't know. Probably. It, it was because that was right when Cleared was working on the open house uh, safety, right? You were, you're, you're doing Maybe it was that, like a year and a half ago. Possibly year and a half ago. a year and a half ago. Okay, yeah, so, because I think it was after we launched. Yeah. We okay, met so, Drew in July. Right. I want to set the Indian. stage. So here yeah. we are. Here we are. It's me, legendary Drew Myers. Actually, I think, uh, oh, shoot. Who was it? Was it? Was it Todd Carpenter who was in town? I think Todd was in town. He just left out. Here, Drew and I are sitting in a co-working space, which has now been closed. Jonathan comes in, pitches us. So, I mean, it's been some time since I've seen, and I've, I've yeah. been loving watching from the sidelines the progress here. But there's, there's one thing I want to approach in starting this. Because, you know, whether you're doing open houses, whether you're doing smart security in a house, whether you're doing self-touring, that – what I've heard and seen from you is a strong concern for security. Why are you seeing this as a problem to even chase in real estate? Yeah, I think it's, it's something that everyone's concerned about, but they don't have in many ways a practical way to solve it. If you, if you think about um, Ring or if you think about companies that are providing, you know, Nest, companies that are providing cameras like video doorbells and safety and security, Mm -hmm. The main problem I find with that is they don't know who these people are, right? So you might have a video of somebody, but by the time they may capture them, you know, they have to do all this research. What we want to do with our technology is we want to know who this person is before the agent's working with them. And the way that even came into the picture besides getting, you know, verified info at an open house for better follow-up was mm -hmm. my wife was going to go into real estate with me. And then the safety aspect came into the picture where, you know, if we worked together, what could she use to be safer on the job during showings and open houses? Right. And so that's when we created a hybrid model initially where we can allow verification for safety and security, but also for better uh, info so that agents can follow up more effectively. And once you have, this is our, our uh, major I mean, this is something we truly believe in. If you have verified vetted info from an individual, that's the beginning stage of how you can further help that buyer in real estate and do a better job as an agent. Because without proper and vetted info, it's, it's, there's not as good of a way to assist them or to do your job as an agent. And that's what everybody wants, better data. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great, and it's such a, like, you know, the reason I ask that is because a lot of times there's, a, there's so much tech attempting to enter into the market opportunity, all things real estate. Um, but the background story, I think, provides the context that's necessary because it's really difficult to build stuff for the real estate industry unless you have that firsthand experience to understand the emotions and the feelings and the nuances of scenarios. So I, I can see why, you know, you would have a lens of looking at this for safety because 
from the outside in, I mean, I mean, everybody's got a license. Everybody has, you know, all the data is already shared. I mean, I, I would think it's safe and, and secure as it is. But so, okay, so walk me through here. What was the process of saying like, hey, we need to start a company, uh, not, not just be in real estate, right? You could have went the agent route, built the big business, that going that route. Why, why go to build a, a tech product? This is, I have to think that this is harder. And being an agent is freaking hard, man. I think this <laughs> yeah. has got to be harder. Why go the route? Yes, all of these features that we've added into Cleared have come from my experience as an agent, even the self-tour technology and, and the need for that. Um, as an agent, when I started, I was grinding. I was door knocking. I was sending out mailers. I was doing all the things that I read online need to be done in order to get business. And then when I looked at my past sales, I thought, wow, a lot of my business is coming from open houses and from door knocking. Yeah, I got some referrals from people I knew, but it is meeting those new leads and putting a face to them, right? Mm -hmm. Them meeting me allowed that me to leapfrog an agent who's just sending random stuff out. I wanted to meet the people. And that's what I did at open houses. But the problem was at open houses was I was getting fake information. And that's how the initial idea happened. <laughs> I was getting frustrated because it happens all the hard. time. All the time, John Doe at MickeyMouse.com, whatever it may be, I felt as though if I'm putting in all this time and effort, uh -huh. especially on weekends away from my family, and you know, can't there be a way to vet this info? And that's how the idea initially started was from a need. Yeah. Um, and this uh, helped me to get better information once the app was being used and tested. And it also allowed us to build in the safety component because cleared and the name that we have is it's there for a reason. Just like when you go to the airport or anywhere else where they say you're cleared, you're, you're good to go, right? Yeah. That's what we wanted to build into the platform was you've been vetted. And now as an agent, for example, this agent can know that they can follow up effectively, but also they can know who came in and prevent mm -hmm. potential bad actors if they want to potentially steal something or who knows what their intentions are. Yeah. That is how we built it. And um, it's difficult building a tech product, especially in the real estate space, because it's a slow moving industry. Yeah. The industry moves very slowly. And um, it came from a need of my own that I had when working as an agent. And I just wanted to put a product out there with um, a team that we had that could help agents, but also uh, offer a twist to the current way of doing things. And even with self tours, the same thing. Yeah. I started thinking. I'm getting requests from buyers to go sell to uh, to go look at a house, right? And and many of these houses were vacant, so they. I mean, I was thinking, why can't I just give them access somehow? And then we were about to have dinner at home. My wife made dinner, and I get a call <laughs> for a showing, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to eat dinner, you know? Yep, like every yep. agent's been there. And then the house I wanted to be toured was vacant, and it wasn't near my house. And so I had to leave. I missed dinner. And I thought this can't, I can't be the only one feeling this way. No, it's you and every, I mean, anybody else who works with buyers feels that. And I'm so glad see like this, this is why I know you're so much easier to get along with than I am. Because if you do well <laughs> with open houses and meeting people and buyers, like that's like a, I mean, that's the kind of thing I wish I could have done. I literally, I kid you not, I've never scored an appointment from a lead from an open house. Never. And because I was a new agent 
we were required to do two open houses, no less per week. And I did my two open houses every week. Yeah. And it, I never got anything, got nowhere. I think people just like, I don't know what it is. I must have like this repellent. <laughs> I'm like, he's not the agent to work with if you are trying to buy a house. Sell, cool, buy, no. But anyway, sorry. So, but um, yeah, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a common problem that agents have. And it, and it really erodes the, um, the life balance of, you know, people get off work, right? And you're getting off work. And, but that's when they want to go see the house, which is reasonable, understandable. Yep. Yeah. And, but you know, let's say for Seattle, for instance, a Seattle market, it could be across the city. That's not 15 minutes. That could be no. an hour and a half just yep, for a exactly. 10 minute walk, a 20 minute walkthrough of a, even a big property. Yeah. That's so, a lot yeah, of time. Exactly. You, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, the way that I see it is I would like to work smarter, not harder, right? Yeah. And, and the buyer has to wait for me. Many times buyers, they go to the house or they're in the area and they'll call the agent. I've had it happen before. I yeah. had a buyer who was at the house. Jonathan, I found this house. <laughs> they're interested in it, right? It, it just creates so much uh, friction in the process with the yeah. current setup. And I thought, you know what? We already have cleared verification technology. We have you know, are the connections in the industry. We are in the NAR reach program. We have right. opportunity here to make an impact. So how and, does cleared itself work to verify who someone is? Yeah, we make it really quick, but effective. The agent um, can put in the buyer's information, which is their cell phone number, first name, last name, and email. It verifies the cell phone to make sure that they have it on them because we use a two-step type authentication to verify oh, okay that the code that they received is entered into the app within the allotted time to know that that phone's on them. Mm -hmm. uh, we also run a email verification that is about 97% accurate, but there are times when it will miss uh, a verification. But this but is the way good. it's set up on clear. It's really yeah. good, yeah. And the, because it's using verification technology and agents inform the buyers with our signage or whatever it may be, most buyers enter in the correct information anyway. People don't like to be caught lying. That's something we observe through our, our testing is um, once you use a system and inform the people that verification is being used, it keeps them honest and mm -hmm. gets you better info uh, from the get-go. Uh, but on clear now, we actually create more levels of verification because it's a self-tour. Um, right. Did you want me to go into that? Into the yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that's the next thing. So, that's the next step. So, clear now is what you guys just launched. It involves... Uh, and I think this is great. So, I mean, everyone's familiar with the lockbox on the door, but this is a little bit of a change to the lockbox as we know it. And it could really, you know, let, let's, let's just address this first. There are already companies doing self-guided tours, open house yeah. or, or open door, open house, open door. You know, I mean, that was, that was a big deal, right? Yeah. Walk it yourself. Okay. So they had to do some verifications there, but the challenge is for the average agent, they just don't have the luxury the capability of making that possible. So yeah. here comes Cleared Now. Walk me through Cleared Now, how it works. Yeah, so Cleared Now enables any agent, any MLS, or any brokerage, if they're interested, in using our technology, meaning we're a third-party company that provides the ability for them to use this technology for self-tours. Uh, many of the iBuyers have a ton of money and investments, and the agent just simply cannot compete. And if a brokerage wants to build something similar, I mean, you know, get ready to shell out millions of dollars for something that we already provide turnkey. 
Um, the way that it works is we're going down to the consumer space, meaning that a, a buyer can go on the app store and download the Cleared Now app. How would they find out about the app? Well, the agents that are using Cleared already or are using Cleared Now for their self-tour homes, mm -hmm. they're gonna wanna share the Cleared Now app with buyers because they can allow them to tour homes more easily. And it's a great way for them to market that for themselves to say, you know, go, go ahead and tour this listing, it's self-tour. It's a great way for the agent to share that feature set and that will get buyers to learn about it. But also the agent can uh, add a sign to the directional or to the yard arm that says self-tour. Tour yeah, now, I'm looking at that right now. So be. like, yeah, so so for, you know, if you guys want to see this, you go to cleared.com and you can find your way to cleared now. But it's kind of cool. It's a little rider. It sits along the top of the, uh, the, the sign that you put in the yard and it says instant access, you know, and you can download the app and then tour the home right down the spot. Yeah, so you can get drive-by traffic. Most yeah. people don't pay attention to for sale signs. But when you see a self-tour sign attached to it, you might think, well, okay, I don't have to schedule an appointment. We're already here. We kind of like this area. Let's go take a look. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easier way to get into the house. So once that happens and the agent um, buys a compatible, uh, clear now compatible smart lock, which we offer a deadbolt and a lockbox, mm -hmm. um, they buy the lock and they activate it like you would a cell phone. You buy a cell phone, but you need service. Once you buy the lock, you activate it with cleared now and you pay a fee for that, which is $99. And then the house can now be self-toured by buyers and they can find it on the app, just like okay, you would on any home search app. So with that listing, so the $99 listing activation, right? So, so you buy the lock and then you have the listing activation. So per listing, there's a, a different activation because it's having to track people to that particular location, right? Is that, is that yes. what that is? Okay. Yeah. Then, so the fee is for per listing and then it, it now allows your house to be self-toured your got listing. It. Okay. And then what if I have something that sits on the market for 500 days? Do I have to keep paying or is that just once it done on that listing? One time, one time fee for that listing. Okay. Okay. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, I could get down with that. I actually could see a really interesting, uh, well, maybe that'd be weird. I was thinking like, how would this work for like big properties? Like stuff you got to walk a lot of like a few acres, but then I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but I think this is pretty cool because obviously like you were saying, if, if the home is already vacant and you know, who's coming and going, then I don't know what else there is. Like, I mean, they just need to see the place. They need to, to walk it. And if you feel good walking it, I mean, they might even feel more inclined to purchase it because they, you know, they don't feel pressure or someone looking over their shoulder while they're doing the walk. That's what we heard from a lot of buyers is the pressure thing. Like there's so much emotion when we talk to some of the buyers mm -hmm. that they said, I don't need the agent there with me. I just want to look at the house and I want to feel comfortable. I was surprised by the reactions. I mean, mm -hmm. you're asking them a simple question, you know, about what you're feeling about maybe self tours for homes. And then they go on this uh, tangent about the agent and, and we don't want that, right? Like we know the industry and I had experience, you know, experience as an agent. I don't want that feeling from buyers. I want right. them to feel like I'm helping them, right? And so buyers, by taking, taking that uh, initial friction out of the process, it allows them to feel like more comfortable with the, the agent. And, and a great illustration, I think, is a car dealership. If you're interested in a car mm -hmm. and you want to go see it, Mm -hmm. You usually won't go unless you're really, really sure about it. But the problem is, is you are prevented by the fact that the salesperson might 
be a hard seller and you just want to look at the car. And yeah. that is the same concept. If the house can be toured easily, yep. then you might actually open it up to more buyers that weren't even interested because they don't want to have to feel that pressure. They want to see if they even like the house. Just like yeah. the same way, if you, want to like, if you want to see a car, you want to see if you like it. And then if you like it, yeah, I'd like uh, to take this for a test drive. That's the same concept we see for this technology. You're able to tour the house as a buyer. And then if you like it, then you have no problem working with the agent because you're interested in the house. And, and most people will work with agents anyway. It's just a matter of does the agent have to be there when mm. they first tour the home with the buyer? I don't think so. Can this work for apartment buildings or is it only designed at the moment for single family homes? So it works for vacant homes and occupied homes that are for sale and listed by a real estate agent. We are okay. moving into the rental space um, a couple months after launch. So maybe by late summer. And then we're also exploring uh, vacation rentals. Uh, so we can have a safer, more vetted way to access properties. And so that the hosts uh, mm. provide a more secure solution. So they actually know that the uh, person who's staying at that property isn't there. They've been you know, vetted. And so we, we think we have a better solution than what's currently out there for vacation rentals as well. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things with vacation rentals. I mean, obviously right, right now at this very, very moment, vacation rentals are not doing so hot. <laughs> yeah. um, There's layoffs happening in some companies. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, that is a big concern. Like I see, um, I see here in Chicago. So uh, I, I live in a pretty nice area, I guess. Uh, I'm right on the border of Gold Coast in Old Town. And there's a few Airbnbs. They're walk-up units. So they're multifamily walk-up units. And on the outside, on their railings, there's lockboxes. I think about it. Every time I walk past, I'm like, that is crazy. You're giving yeah. out the code to a single lockbox that has a hard key in it. And I just like, I, I can't get over it. I'm like, there's just nothing there that's truly secure about that. Like that is just a bad solution on short-term rentals. I just, I can't get behind it. You know, you got to get some smart lock or something, you know, something you can turn off if you needed to turn it off. You can't turn off, you know, a standard doorknob. That's just not going to work. Does, does Clear now have that capability too? Can you turn it off? Can you force it to lock? So the cool thing about these locks uh, from Igloo Home that um, are compatible with Clear now is that they work offline, meaning that they don't need inter internet connection. So you could theoretically just provide a one-time pin for somebody mm -hmm. and they can access that uh, lock, either the deadbolt or the lock box. Um, and these are one-time pins. And the way we set it up with our app is once approval is given uh, to that buyer, renter, whoever it may be, they just tap on the app, the unlock button, and then the lock will unlock if it's a lockbox or the deadbolt will uh, open the door essentially, allow you to go in. Um, so you can't turn off the lock from the phone, um, but because the one-time pins can be sent, Got it's it. a way for you to kind of manage who's going in. And it's, it's a more secure way because if a buyer goes in towards the property with our clear now technology, once they go in, it's not as if they can just come back anytime and go in. That, that's not how it works. It's a one-time yeah. use and it expires after that. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been looking at the site here right now. I mean, and, and so just to for make it very clear for everybody. So there's two options, but cleared now there is a, a lock that you install essentially that as a deadbolt that's got a little keypad on it and it's really sleek looking by the way it, it looks good 
And then you have the lock uh, or the key box option. So the key box option would work the same as the lock. The difference is here, they didn't, the lock is not installed on the door, uh, but it's more your traditional key box that could be you know, put around the gas meter or railing or doorknob or something. Uh, and then contained with inside the key box is the key. So I'm, I'm assuming on that one, the moment you lock the key box again, after taking the key out, then that one-time pin would no longer work, right? Exactly. So okay. once the um, lock opens and then you close the lockbox, it'll automatically lock and then that code will no longer work. Got and then if you try to put in too many incorrect pins into the lock, there's a uh, like a kind of an alarm that you can hear. It's not super loud, but it's essentially showing telling the person that it's locked now because there's too many yeah. attempts and that happens for a certain amount of time. So there's some really cool features uh, built into there uh, for both locks. So now you got, you're based in the Northwest, but are you focused on any specific markets and growing? Are you, uh, or are you uh, putting it out there and, and letting uh, anybody who chooses to go with this, give it a go? Yeah. Nationwide. Um, when we essentially anyone in the U S uh, that's an agent, uh, it's open for them to use. Now, there are some markets where uh, we have a handful of markets where MLS data will be integrated. So what that okay. means is, um, you know, third-party data with MLSs, we can allow buyers in that area to search for homes like they would on any app, right? And see all options instead of just cleared now enabled houses. Okay. Uh, and it also makes it easier for the agents to add these houses uh, to the cleared app because uh, they can just put the MLS number. I can pull in that information and the photos. So it's a, a really cool experience to have the MLS data baked in. But if you're an agent in who knows where in the U.S. and you want to use this on your listing, you know, it's, it's open. You just buy the lock, activate it with clear now, and, and you're good to go. And the thing is that I want to really make clear, I, I think it's important for agents to know this. Uh, some agents will think or may think, um, does my MLS uh, approve of this, right? What many agents need to know is if you have seller permission, written permission on a form, and we even have a form that has, you know, what clear now is, which lock they want on there, mm -hmm, who, mm -hmm. who installs, all these details this, uh, agents can use. Um, if, as long as the seller says, I am okay with this technology and I'm signing off, yep. and if the MLS has an approved lockbox, all you have to do typically, and we ask people to confirm with their MLS, but yeah, all you yeah. have to do, put the MLS approved lockbox on the property, let that be for agents, and then you can use this lock for the self-tours. As long as you have that and then you have the seller permission, that's usually all you need. And, and that will be something that agents will discover if they ask their MLSs. So it's not something where the MLS says, no, you can't use this. It's, there's, there's details in there that essentially... Uh, tell the agents you need seller permission to show a property without, um, you know, being there with the buyer. So that's what is important for agents to know. Ask your MLS because you'd be surprised that hmm. uh, you can actually use this and you won't get in trouble from your MLS if you approach it in the right way. And there's, a, there's an MLS that's one of the largest in the U.S. that just had this posted on, on LinkedIn. And hmm. they said, a question we're getting is, can I give somebody the code to a lockbox, a buyer to go into the house? And these are not our locks. These are like those locks that have the 
just a little dial. dial, you know, all dial. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, whoa. And and they said, well, you know, we can't restrict you, but we don't recommend it. But if you do, get seller permission. And this is one of the right. largest MLSs in the U.S. And so that's a big question people may have: is can I use this? Is it allowed? The big difference there is that you're not giving your MLS uh, Bluetooth key. You're not giving your key to access lockboxes that are MLS only. That I think that's the big deal because a lot of MLSs have they like a lot of them shifted over to those the nice ones with the Bluetooth, and you pull up your little MLS app right? And, and you've got your own little like agent key number you put in and then you hold it up and it boop, you know, opens the lock. I think if, if I remember correctly, that's how it, they work. Yeah, that's and, pretty much how it works. But you're right. You can't give out your key. Like that's your right. essential access. But the way we handle it, that's not how it works. Right. I love so, it. So that's the benefit. Yeah. And we smart. even confirmed with an MLS, a big MLS we confirmed with. We met with the CEO and, um, and he, it, was, it was interesting because he called while we were in the meeting, he called uh -huh. his MLS um, rules employer, whoever it may be that knows all the rules. Uh -huh. and he's like, you know what? Let me find out if, if there's a restriction because our rule, and this is a huge MLS, our rule is that we can't allow an, an agent to give the remote for the older style ways of opening the lockbox or right, the actual right. key for the lockbox. Yep. So like, let me find out. He gets on the call and he asks the lady at the MLS and she's like, no, there's no restrictions for that. So I think what's interesting is we are tapping into an area that is not restricted, but it's actually a, an area that is open for uh, agents to use our technology. It's just that nobody's ever done this really. Yeah, yeah, residential yeah. real estate space. And so that's the great thing is if you get seller permission and if you are required to use the MLS approved lockbox, which not all MLSs require, right. uh, you're usually good to go. Yeah, you know, and it's fascinating is that um, I, I think that just highlights something. Like if there's no rule that was written against it and there's no rule validating it, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it just shows how outdated the rules are. <laughs> Yeah. They hadn't even given it thought. in the rental space. There's been over 10 million self tours in the rental space. It's already happening. Right. right. They so hadn't it's not even like given it's a thought. new concept. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's a new concept. It's just the residential real estate industry, you know, it, it, for properties that are listed with an agent, right. they move slower, which is understandable, but yep. doesn't mean that this is, you know, bad or wrong. It's just uh, something that, you know, took a little more time, but I think will be well received. So how are you, uh, how are you gaining adoption here? I mean, one of the things about marketing to real estate agents, it's so easy because it's easy to identify real estate agents. It's also incredibly difficult because it's so noisy. There's so many products yeah. aiming for the real estate agent's attention. And how, so what are you doing to break through that? Because you're having to like, you know what I mean? Like you were saying like, Hey, this is actually helpful to the agent. This doesn't cut the agent out. This can be like, in, in many ways, this could be a very inexpensive showing assistant. <laughs> I just say that, Yeah, but it's very exactly. true. You know? So like, how, how, what's your messaging and, and really how are you getting this in front of agents so they get it and adopt it? Yeah. And this is really important because uh, when we talk to MLSs, this is something that we mentioned. It's not as if a company 
that has all this funding can simply say, you know what, we're going to go into the real estate space and we're just going to dominate. It's not how it works. We have through our connections with uh, the NAR reach program being a real estate app since July, 2018, when we launched and we were on stage um, at the Inman event for the new kids on the block, we were invited to be on mm. that stage because of what we built. We we've been gaining followers and people that love our product for a while. We have, um, you know, thousands of agents that signed up with our platform already. Uh, and so we're continuously staying in touch with them. We can send in app notifications to keep them informed. We mm. have MLSs mm. that we've met with, we've talked with, we've partnered with. So we have our foot in the door a lot more than somebody who's just trying to come in and, and disrupt an industry and, and think they know how it works. I have experience as an agent. I've been able to do the different aspects related to see what works and what doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. We were accepted into the NAR Reach Accelerator program. So we've met with very high level people and allowed us to get our foot in the door even more and learn how everything works. And those connections are really important because it helps us get the word out more effectively through our partnerships mm -hmm. and also from the agents who are already on our platform that are using uh, the app. Very awesome. Love it. Um, so Jonathan, you've been working cleared now for what, like two and a half years total? Is that, is that the, about the, how long you've been up and so we initially, uh, I'll, let me think. So November, 2017 is when we okay. actually started developing the product, the okay. developing, developing the app. And yep. we officially launched cleared, um, in July, 2018. Okay. So in that short period of time, time period of time, cause that, that is a short period of time. What are, what are some of the things you learned that don't work when talking, you know, what you're talking, even, uh, you know, secured self tours, but even just safety with agents, what are, what are some uh, things you tried that just clearly weren't connecting or working? So one of the things we learned with the cleared product, which is why we're developing new features in the cleared now product is, even if you're trying to verify someone at an open house, there's still a little bit of friction that happens because the buyer, let's say they come to an open house and they see the, the cleared signage that says we verify for safety and mm -hmm. each person mm -hmm. will be asked to sign in. Yeah, that helps prep the buyer and yeah, they'll sign in, but it's still that friction of the buyer coming in the house and you still have to get them to sign in. What we've learned with cleared is that and I felt this way soon after we launched is we need to get the tablet outside of the house, meaning we need the buyer to be vetted before they even come inside. Oh, interesting. For safety and for just an easier way for the process to work. Cause once the buyer is inside the house, they're already in, they're already in. Right. So whether it's a potential criminal, whether it's somebody who just doesn't want to sign in, it makes the job of an agent harder. And what agents actually experienced was that they didn't like the feeling of having mm -hmm. to ask the person to sign in if they didn't want to sign in uh, from the beginning when they came in. And so there's still friction there, which is why with the Clear Now app that buyers can download, uh -huh. we're going to have a feature where the buyer checks in once they get in the driveway. Once they pull up, it's going to detect that they're at an open house. They mm, check in. Interesting. The agent already has the vetted info, and then they actually will go into the house. And then the agent can include, once the buyer checks in, seller disclosure form, uh, pre-inspection, different documents that the buyer would be interested in. 
that allow the agent to look great to these buyers. Now, mm. with different things happening in the this world. This is why with, you did well at open houses. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be it. But, you know, it's, I, could sense the, I could sense the friction, you know, and that's, yeah. you have to feel it. If you're not there at an open house feeling it, it's hard yeah. to explain it to somebody. And I didn't like that feeling. So that's why we built this new way of handling it. With social distancing and different things happening in the world, um, open houses may be a little different in the future. People are going to want space. Yeah. And I think this actually helps with it. Yeah. uh, Because we can help manage the flow of how many people are in or not because the agent is approving who can come in or not. Yeah. You know what? Man, I try to limit my stories because uh, I, I don't have good ones about being an agent. <laughs> They're I'm interesting like, though. So, so one of the things I did as an agent, I reduced the number of fields of information I would ask for. Cause I knew that like you were saying, I could just get junk and people then be looking at me. They're like, do I really need to fill this out? And I, you know, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? So I was like, you know what? Forget this. I put name, email, phone number. I was like, what else do I care about? I don't care where you live. It could be California. You, you can still buy here. It's fine. Um, but I would just, people would walk in and I just like, I had to rehearse this and I, I'd love to get your opinion on this because I thought it was good, but clearly I had no success with open houses, but I was great getting people signed in, by the way. Great. Uh, <laughs> people would walk in and I would just, Hey, how's it going? And, you know, they'd say, good. I was like, Hey, I'm Nate. Uh, thanks for coming in. I would already be handing them the clipboard. Wouldn't even be saying anything. Yeah, I'm already handing them the clipboard and the pen, and I just ha- and I would put the pen almost like I'm about to drop it. It's like they had to take it, and it was like, yeah, go ahead and sign in. Once you sign in, you may tour the home, uh, blah blah blah. But I mean, I got people to sign in, but it just never let- went anywhere from that. And my point in sharing this story is, even though I was able to get people to sign in, which almost felt like you had to be a little pushy for it, it's like that was the moment it felt like everyone turned off. They were just like get this dude out my face. And if I didn't have people sign in, then I never had a lead. And then it's like, what's yep. the point of doing an open house? I, I didn't get any leads. Why am I here? I'm, I don't care about selling this house. I'm looking for the buyers. Like, you know, that's why I was there. Mm-hmm. So um, does this help alleviate, like you're talking about that friction. Do you think that this is going to oh, make big time. the agents who are running the open houses more successful? Definitely. So in addition to the self-tour technology, with the open house way, we're going to handle it. And we're going to have tools as well where you can do like a um, live stream of an open house. People can, you know, go ahead and join. We can, we're going to have those features as well, uh, mm-hmm. just like other apps are offering. We're going to create that whole experience. But um, we still think open houses will occur. And our approach is we mm-hmm. feel the best way. Um, it's going to help for a couple re- for some different reasons. When the buyer is using an app that makes their life easier and reduces friction, they're actually, they, they enjoy using it. So them not having to sign in when they're in the house, them not having to feel that, that uncomfortable feeling, which us in America, we don't like that. Right. I'm mm-hmm. Romanian and Romanians were like really blunt. I mean, I was born in America. My parents are Romanian. My wife's Romanian, uh-huh. but like, you know, I, I still know how the culture is. Um, they're blind. They're, it's just different how they speak. But in America, everyone's kind of careful not to offend anyone. And, but there's still uncomfortableness there <laughs> that people may not say anything, but they'll feel uncomfortable. We want to remove that in the process. So when mm-hmm. that buyer gets to the house mm-hmm. and it detects that they're at that open house, they can say, yes, I'm here. Check in. 
So they're done, right? Like they don't even have to go through that process of filling it out. And am I going to be approached by the agent inside? Remember, think of the car dealership. It's very similar. Mm. They don't want that friction. They don't want that tension. And if you can remove that process, that, that feeling of uncomfortableness with right. technology, which we think we, we do uh, remove that, then everyone's much happier. And actually the, the industry moves forward much quicker. I, I love it. And if you're making people happy, I mean, I always like to say when I, when, when uh, anytime I've, I was selling anything, I always said, if you're making them laugh, they're buying, but if you're making yeah. them happy, if they're feeling good, they're buying, you know, um, let's keep it moving here. I want to talk a little bit about fundraising. Uh, and somebody, some of clearly is kind of embedded into your philosophy of how you operate a business and, and go ahead and build one. So you were, uh, you were showing me the back end earlier here, like your, what your, some pages that you're working on today. And uh, I asked, I was like, wait, are you, are you building this? <laughs> like, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I got developers working on the hard stuff, but I, you know, I'm taking on this. Like, we're not trying to spend money. I, I said, what platform are you using? He said, Weebly. I'm like, good night. Like, that yeah. is scrappy. Um, yep. Talk to me about that. Why, why so scrappy? <laughs> yeah. It's actually what helps, helped us be successful, honestly. What I found in my past experience with startups, I had um, another startup a few years ago, had it for a few years. It was in the mobile uh, phone space and we were creating a new way to uh, sell your phones online and we would pay you mm -hmm. before you sent the device. So we were trying, I'm always trying to think of a different angle. Like how do we make it so it's better experience? And sure. You know, at that time, uh, there was some competition and we did it for a few years and we failed a lot, but we had some success. And I took that into, you know, my experience here with Cleared and, and developing this app with the ideas. Um, and what I learned with my past experience with startups um, is that you need money to keep going. And if you can do things on your own, do them on your own. It doesn't mean they're going to be perfect, right? It doesn't right. mean that everything you do will be perfect, yeah. but I... MOCD about quality and details. And I'm the co-founder and the CEO. Yeah. If you want anybody to look at something that's going to go on a website or that's going to be released to the public, I want it to go through me because I want to make sure that it's meeting my standard that mm -hmm. is of high quality and that we can still do so in a way to save money. Now with Weebly, is that the best website? Nope. It nope. has its limitations, <laughs> but do you know how much it costs? to build a website with what we have, with all those details and hiring a designer and then hiring these different teams. It's too much for a startup. Yeah. What a lot of startups do is they spend all this money because they want to fill that role of, oh, we're a startup and we got funding and we're going to hire all these people. Okay. Are you making revenue? Are you making profit? Profit? Mm -hmm. Do you have users? What is the traction? Because I can tell you, I'm a pretty transparent guy. I can tell you most startups out there are making much money. And even if they have funding, doesn't mean they're making profits. So what is the mm -hmm. point? Yeah, you mm -hmm. can look good to the public and say- If they we have raise funding, if they're raising money, oftentimes they are not profitable. That, let's just yeah. There is a, there's a reason the burn rate is a common metric. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's true. Because it's uncommon. It's more common than not. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the reality of it. And for us, the fact that we got into the NAR reach program, the fact that we're partnered with some huge MLSs, the fact that we have companies, one specifically that raised a lot of money and funding in the real estate tech space and wants to talk to us for our technology, that I think that goes to show yeah. that we put in the hard work, 
We try not to spend too much money. And, you know, we're focusing on what's most important to get things moving forward. And there's a lot of companies out there in the startup world. They have a great idea, have a great concept, and they run out of money and shut down. And, yeah. and we don't want to be that company. We want to be able to work our butts off and listen to our customers and, and revise the product and work many hours if needed to get it to where it needs to be. And then once we start getting profits and more revenue, yeah, we'll hire more staff and we'll do all these different things. But that is where a lot of companies fell, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to go down that same route. And, and a lot of these things came from my own experience in the past, having my own startup and companies. Good for you. I love it. Um, so then the follow-up question to that is then, are you going to be pursuing raising venture capital or are you going to continue bootstrapping? Yeah. So here's the thing I wanted to mention as well. We've had interest from people who wanted to invest. They've told us, you know, if you're had that happen several times. Um, but as a co-founder and we have two other co-founders, I'm very cautious to make sure we keep as much equity as possible so that we can be in a better position later. Mm -hmm. Would funding help, uh, at certain points for us before we're at, we launched clear before we launched clear now? Yeah, it could have helped, but did we absolutely need it? No, I don't, I don't think so. Right. Because our developers are building the product and we still are not at the point where we desperately need funding. We can keep going. Um, and so we will be seeking funding uh, possibly in the next couple of months here, mm -hmm. but that's mostly to scale it, to have a bigger impact more quickly. Yeah. Not, not necessarily to keep the lights on. It's more about, you know, having this thing grow so fast with the uh, investment money to make it so that more people can access it and we can get the word out there more quickly. And, and that's the other thing about real estate as an industry you actually don't need that much money like people think. It's more about the relationships and the mm -hmm. partnerships and mm -hmm. you getting the trust of those people at the MLSs and associations to show them that you're willing to work with them to provide a product that meets their needs. And then from there, you know, it's word of mouth and people reaching out to you to partner. Yeah, and I think you guys have done a good job of, of, of positioning yourself. You know, you got the T360 award and Housing Wire award, and you went through NAR Reach. And I know you, you've done some of the pitchathons and things like that, like really aligning yourselves with some some good organizations or companies or media outlets. So certainly I've, I've witnessed you guys doing that. So um, I appreciate that approach. I mean, that's, that's really, that's thinking the long term. And I think more than that, more than, before, like right now, the, the environment, and maybe we all have, I don't know if it's we work to thank or who to thank, but, you know, sustainability is kind of, it's kind of cool again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been working from home for a while. I've been working <laughs> from home for a while. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, and I'm, yeah. now people are realizing they can, still, they can do it and be productive. You know, I, I'm ready to get back in the office, man. I, uh, that was one of the things that sealed the deal for me to want to take the job at Avail. I was, I loved yeah. working in the office with the team and being in there and, and being collaborative. I like working from home too once in a while. It's great, but I'm ready for the office. All right. I think let's it's keep, a balance, right? It's a balance. Have a good yeah. mix of it. I think it's good. Yep. A good mix. I mean, really the dream for me is working on the road, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's shift gears here. We're going to move into my favorite segment of the show. Uh, Jonathan, this is for the future. This is where I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. 
Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Question number one, what does cleared look like one year from now? One year from now, cleared will be a company that provides a more seamless way to uh, experience real estate. Whether you're the buyer or seller or the real estate agent, we're going to create a much more efficient way uh, to buy or sell a house. And we're going to create uh, an easier way for agents to get homes sold. So we're going to create a digital process that's going to make everything a lot smoother uh, mm -hmm. and take out the friction within each step of the um, flow for an agent to get from a tour to closing. All right. Question number two, what will prop tech as an industry look like a year from now? I think it's going to look very different. Um, there's going to be a lot of money invested in prop tech because the technology uh, is definitely helping in that area. Um, agents are starting to see this and you're going to see um, a lot more technology coming out that will be more accepted by the industry because of changes that have happened in our world uh, that require technology to be used on a grander scale. All right. Love it. Question number three, what's one industry trend you think we can, that will continue, but you wish would go away? <laughs> the industry's trend, industry, ah, sorry. The industry trend that I think will continue, but should go away, um, is the requirement that the agent has to be there with the buyer for a tour. Um, I think that creates a lot of restrictions for the ability for homes to be toured. And I think that is something, although it can uh, be worked around with seller agreement and different approaches, uh, I think that should be something that should be an option or a recommendation um, because it creates more uh, restrictions on the buyer to be able to tour property. And when you make something more difficult to find, or in this case, tour, you're not going to be able to sell as fast. You're not going to be able to get as much money and you're, you're going to cause issues for everyone involved. So that is something I think may continue, but I hope goes away. Hopefully we will be the company to help change that. All right. And last but not least for the future, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances? Yeah, I think, um, most work will be able to be done on the phone. So I think the computer being required to whether access the full MLS website to have e-signatures be done. Some of that can be done on the phone. It's just not a great experience. So that's what I think will happen in the future with real estate a year from now is most everything will be done on the phone and the computer won't be needed to execute that process involved with selling a house. Are you saying that MLSs are going to invest in mobile technology? I mean, that's where it's heading. I mean, <laughs> I, I want them to invest more in that. Hey, uh, I, hopefully we can change your mind, but. I wasn't trying to imply anything here. I was just asking, you know, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm just the guy who asks the questions. All right. <laughs> who am I? I mean, there's some great MLSs out there, but there's many that's fair. that haven't adopted mobile technology as much. And, yeah. and you know, there's, that's where technology and prop tech will come in to make yep. it more accessible for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to move into the last three. Jonathan, these are questions more about you. So our listeners get to know you better. Uh, the first one is what are you reading? 
what am I reading? So actually I don't read a ton of books. I've, I've just been that way. I usually read like articles or things like that. But okay. to be honest, the book that I read regularly, which is since I've been younger growing up in the church is the Bible. All right. Awesome. Question number two, who are you learning from? So there is an individual on YouTube that I like a lot. His company is called Slide Bean. What's it called? Slide Bean. So S-L-I-D-E-B-E-A-N. Slide Bean. Okay, now I'm looking it up. I'm interested. No, his, his content is awesome because he had startups. And what he does is he makes videos about what you need to be aware of for funding. Um, oh, he pitch talks decks. About what, yeah, all kinds of stuff. He even has a series about... It's called uh, Startup Forensics, where he looks at companies that grew really fast or were successful and then they failed. And he looks at why they failed. And I learn a lot from him Interesting. because I apply that to my own company and I try to prevent making those same mistakes. It's super engaging content, uh, really well made. And it's interesting to learn how some of these huge companies that had so much funding failed. And he talks about those things. And that's what I really love. Um, and that's why I've been learning a lot from lately. In addition to the mentors and the NAR Reach program and people just in the industry that I've, I've known and learned from and talked to. Uh, but on YouTube, like digitally, I mean, those videos from Slidebean are awesome. I'm just looking at the video thumbnails and rethinking everything. <laughs> I'm just like... What have I been doing? These are brilliant. I love the color usage. I love the layouts. Uh, slide bean. I'm already, I'm already sold. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be spending some time here this weekend. Appreciate that. Um, all right, last one here. Question number yeah. three. What inspires you? So since I was younger, I've always wanted to improve the process of things. I've had jobs where I went into jobs and we were working with forums with the state government when I was younger. And I was being taught how to process applications for mm -hmm. this, uh, for auto automotive repair dealerships. So if you wanted to paint cars, sell cars, repair cars, oh boy. I worked for that department. And as we're going through the documents on checking the applications to make sure everything's okay, I noticed there was areas that weren't filled out. And that's because it didn't apply to these applicants. But what, the, um, what that department would do would send it back to them in the mail. And so uh -huh. now this person had to wait to fill out that area that was highlighted to get their application processed. And I thought, this is so strange. Why can't we just clarify that if it doesn't apply, don't fill it in? And I asked my manager, can I adjust this document? I just, I think I can make some simple changes that I think will help save money and time, right? I'm assuming that like, that was a no. No, she said, yeah. What? You got stuff in the state to change. That's amazing. <laughs> this is why, well, like, that's further proof. You're just a, you're a really nice guy that people want <laughs> to, to, to hang out with. You're good at open houses. You, you make changes in state government forms. That's amazing. I mean, I mean, I got permission beforehand. I made the changes and then I submitted it back to my manager. And then they wound up, I got a promotion somewhere else within the state government after that. But I checked back on the website after I got the new promotion at the different department and they adopted a lot of my changes. And so I was, I was just thinking, 
why can't we look at it a different way? I've always been that way. And it's the same way I approach real estate, yep. anything I do. Because yep. I think too many people, just like the lady, which she was great and she was really nice, the same way the lady at the department told me, this is just the way we do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's always a way you can look at it from a different angle yep. to see how you can improve the process. And even if people don't agree with it, because most people are used to that doing it that way, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not worth spending the time to see if you can make it better. So that's just something I, I really believe in. I've always been that way. And that's what keeps me going with this company. Jonathan, it's been great. I, I love the scrappiness. I love the resourcefulness. Um, obviously, a ton of grit and uh, passion for what you do. I think you bring a lot to the table as a founder. And I appreciate you sharing your stories and uh, what you're working on at Cleared and the product Cleared now. Uh, for those who want to connect with you, learn more about Cleared, where do they go and how do they do that? Yeah, so we have an app on the App Store um, on iOS and Android. So you can find it on there, the Cleared app. The Cleared app will be for real estate agents and it will have a Cleared Now tab within the app for the self-tours. Uh, and then there's also a Cleared Now app for buyers that they can search on the App Store. To connect with me, I use LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, I love connecting with customers and people we've worked with and just the industry. So definitely yeah. look me up on LinkedIn, Jonathan Martis. Um, so yeah, they can stay in touch with me that way. On the website, clear.com, K-L-E-A-R-D.com. You can go there to find out more about what we're doing and the products and, and get started. Cool. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put the links in the description. So if you guys are on the TechNest website, technest.io, you can get the links uh, below the description here. Uh, Jonathan, it's been fun. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for you know, just sharing in detail and uh, just kind of opening up what you're working on. Uh, looking forward uh, to being able to do a little bit more open houses and showings. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.